0: Back to the uh, AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host Chaz. My name's Wani. Yes, that's right. That's we got Wani in the house. And uh, today we're covering season two, episode three, Southwestward, which is episode twenty-eight. If you're doing it that way, season two. Um, we got us a decent one here today. What do you what do you think about this one, Ronnie? Yeah, I like I liked the the mystery in this one. Them trying to figure out, and us trying to figure out. We got no clue either how these people or these titans, rather, well, got in the wall. We know, but we gotta uh, act like we don't know, right? Well, I mean, we know. It's a spoiler-free podcast. Yeah, we know all. Anyways, so let's get into the episode. <laughs> let's get right into it. We got uh, southwestward again. I'm gonna. Is that what you said, southwestward? Yeah, I mean season two, you know. More clean-cut titles Clean-cut. So, we're going to start off right where we left off last episode, okay? We got our boy, Connie. He, uh, He sees that Titan, the disabled Titan, on top of his house. Now, what did you think about this Titan? Why do you think it's, like, got all moogly arms and moogly legs? It's a great question. I mean, the whole village is just a crazy situation. We obviously don't want to touch up too much on it because, I mean, the first time I'm watching it, it's just a big old mystery. Yeah, so, you know, we got Connie just staring at this Titan, just laying on his house. Um, Reiner comes up and and Bert, our boy Bert. Oh, yeah, what does Bert have to say? Well, (laughs) But he, he has whatever Reiner, whatever Reiner says that's what Bert's saying in his mind but Reiner just asks like if there's any survivors if he's seen anybody around Connie's like no I have not seen a single person around he's like I have no idea what's going on the squad veterans uh how do you even say this guy's name uh, you talking about Elvis Elvis yeah I'm, t- I'm talking about Elvis I think it's Gelgar. Gel, yeah, Gelgar, something like that. He I mean, sounds like a Pokemon, dude. I was getting ready to say, I don't know what generation, but he's a Pokemon <laughs> somewhere, hundred percent. We're already on the same. And I page, think that's man. Gengar. God, that I'm is F- Gengar. Flash. That's what we knowledge. were thinking of, man. That's that's first generation, by the way. But uh, so we got Gengar, and we've got what's the girl's name? What generation uh, is she? Nana Banana. Nana banana, okay. I, I think it's like nanaba. Or... We're going to call her Nana. Nana. Nano. Something like that. Anyways, they're like, yeah, everyone must have escaped because, I mean, there's no blood. Or Elvis is thinking this in his head. He's like, there's no blood. There's broken houses. He's like, what the hell is going on here? He kind of catches on to this before anybody else. And they're like just... How would they escape? Like the, the horses are still here. Why the hell would they escape and leave all the horses behind? doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Elvis asks if they found any bodies. Reiner says no, and then Bert, of all times to actually speak, follows that up with a no, not yet. <laughs> hey, Bert, we know. <laughs> we he heard. He wants to put in some input, dude. I love Bert. He's one of my favorite characters thus far. But, uh, yeah, as they start to leave, though... Everyone gets on their horses. They start to ride off. Connie's last. As he's about to ride off, he, uh, he hears a welcome home in a very, uh, I, well, I don't know if Japanese. Shrill but, voice. Yeah, very shrill voice. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And it's almost, the way they uh, portrayed this scene, it's almost as if you don't know if he really thought of it in his head, if it was just in his head, or if it was actually real. I got a tattle to myself. I... Did not remember this. You didn't remember this. No, I did not remember the Titan saying this. Uh, I don't know what I was doing, but yeah. You were probably so focused on how ugly this thing is to notice it. Yeah, but. I was probably scared. I was probably closing my eyes in my mom's lap. Ryder then reels Connie in, though. You can tell Connie's about to lose his mind. I did that one time. Uh, quick uh, segment. Uh, get to know Ronnie and Chad one time me and you we were young ones we went to Disney on ice and I've always been horrified of Snow White's uh which I spent the entire time afraid that she was going to show up and spent 45 minutes staring into my mom's lap listening to the music I remember that and I remember asking my mom why is Ronnie scared (laughs) I was 19 years old continue that was like three years ago Anyways, uh, but yeah, if anybody wants to you know, email us and wants us to expand on that story, we've gone to Disney multiple times in our lifetime. Oh yeah, we got so many Disney we've stories. We've got so many stories. All right, so Reiner then reels in Connie back to reality. You can tell Connie's losing his mind, like anyone would. And he's like, we've got to complete this mission, dude. Chill the fuck out. So anyways, we go to the next scene and it says, seven hours after the Titans were first spotted that apparently breached Walrose. We're heading to the Western squad. The squad leader is saying that they'll just keep riding the wall west. You know, we'll just keep riding it until we see a hole in the wall to, to where these Titans came through. Makes sense. Yep. And uh, Ymir, so we got Ymir in the squad. She's with Krista. And is like asking... She's like, can we be withdrawn? We don't have any ODM gear. Why are we in the front lines with no gear on? It's been seven <laughs> hours. We couldn't take a 10-minute break to suit up. Yeah, I, at this point, I'm, I'm with Ymir. I don't really like her this much. I feel like she's kind of a cunt. Whoa! I mean, edit that out, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's kind of a B-word. Sorry about that last word I used. But uh, I I really agree with her here. Are we gonna um, be taken off the airways? <laughs> is Paris gonna cancel us? <laughs> oh my god! So then, best girl Krista, as we all know her, or what do you want to call her? Ronnie's wife. Ron? Well, no, because then what about me though? What about you? Well, I mean, if she's your wife, what how what is she to me? She's just uh, Chaz's acquaintance i i hate that dude no we're gonna call her waifu let's call her waifu i like that a lot hate it so chaz's waifu she she says she's fine with putting her life on the line okay she doesn't care that she has no gear ymir just shut up she's fine with putting her life on the line she's a goddess and they just keep talking krista's telling ymir that basically um She's like, why did you let me get in the top 10? She's like, I'm not even that skillful. Like, you obviously did something for me to get in the top 10. You can tell Ymir's got a crush on her. I mean, this yeah. thing is just out of control. You can tell? Wow, that's good. page turn. Good uh, context clues. I just was picking up on a vibe, and it was making me pretty mad. So, What was making you pretty mad? That she was trying to get Krista and you weren't? Just that she was showing attention to Krista. Like oh, okay. A- a few episodes ago, I mentioned Krista needs to be in a bubble to where I can only visit her whenever well, I choose. so creepy. But uh, Yamir then says, she's like, don't worry, I'm here for just myself. This sounds like the normal, Yamir. And nothing else. Yeah. She said, you think I signed up for this crap? Because if you... And Krista says, well, yeah, you keep following me everywhere I go, and there was that one time I wasn't in the top ten, so you removed yourself from the top ten, put me in, and then I went to the scouts, and so you went to the scouts. It seems like you're really following me around. (laughs) I kind of like Ymir, though. I know she is annoying, but she's an interesting character. She says what's on her mind. Yeah. Seems like. She's honest. You know? you got to respect a straight shooter. She's like my great-grandma in her 90s. She doesn't really know what she's saying, but she says what's on her mind. And I appreciate <laughs> you. And hey, guess what? I also respect your great-grandmother. Yeah? She's a wonderful woman. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, we then get um, to the front line. Oh, man, this is just oh, this is a beautiful moment. But <laughs> Well, well, well. Look what the cat Ooh. drug in. We get to the front line. They're leading a, a lone titan. Into the fixed cannons, mind you, so we know this titan's about to get shredded the fuck up. This titan's walking all the way to the other side of the wall. (laughs) And none other than our boy Keith, no way, that's that's Kits. (laughs) We scared you guys a little bit, didn't we? We scared you, but our boy Kits, well he's not our boy because we fucking hate this guy. You only make that mistake once or twice. He yells, fire, and the fixed cannons absolutely wreck this Titan. So oh. great to see old Kits. He looks um, worse than ever. Still doesn't <laughs> look like he's slept since the last time we saw him. Uh, I'm surprised h- he's alive. I was shocked to see him. Just hope he's doing super well. Well, after these cannons just shred the Titan, you know, we got Captain Rico here. Um, she comes in and finishes it off, and... Uh, what do you think about Rico? I mean, that's kind of a... We haven't seen her since Trost, the Trost era. Yeah, I don't know. She just... I mean, she was kind of... She had a cool moment where she was kind of a bitch to Aaron, and then Aaron proved himself... Well, kind of proved himself. Some people might say it was dumb luck. And, you know, she kind of had a turning point where she was like, hey, we actually won. Yeah. I just kind of find her a little boring. Yeah, there's not much to her. She's, you know, she's got a Karen haircut. It's like, oh, that's... Whatever. Whatever. But uh, yeah, she slays the Titan out and um, our boy Hannes and everyone. Well, 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 look what the drunk cat drug in. Yeah. They're out seeing it and uh, Hannes is even talking he's like, why haven't we seen any Titans around? If there's a hole in the wall, he's like, we haven't seen any. Like, we keep trekking on. Um, He's like, we've seen like one Titan. What is even going on right now? So then... We flash forward to the southern team. We're moving around from you know west to south, whatever. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> and the southern team, South Sut. We got uh, they're in the dark now. So this is hours later. I think I believe this is twelve hours now after Spooky the initial season. spotting. So it's probably like one, two a.m. somewhere around there. They run into Krista and Yamir, and the South The South Squad consists of you know. Bert Our boy Bert Talks a lot Reiner Reiner Connie Yep Ymir and Krista Yeah that, that Well they run into Ymir and Krista With uh Nani Is that her name Oh yes yeah, yes yes they, they run into her in the night And uh they're, they're both saying like We haven't seen anything We don't know what's going on Um And then that's when They keep trekking along And the moon comes out So they have some light now I had a couple notes I wanted to get to. Um, so there was the really cool shot. They do it every now and then. This might be, this is the first time I can remember it in this certain way. Uh, you know, Gengar's riding in the dark. And they do this, he, he's obviously very freaked out. And they do this awesome animation oh, of shit. the Titans where they're like super big and they just face his layer on top of each other. When I see this, I don't know if someone reads the mangas, uh, let me know. But to me, that just looks like an illustration straight out of the mangas. I feel like they've done yeah. that. Um. And then uh, the other note I had was when they meet up with Nanaba uh, and realize none of them saw the whole. Galgar's <laughs> like, you know, I reckon we take another pass at it. I mean, it only took us 11 hours the first time. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I I love Elvis, dude. He's just in his own head, in his own world. But uh we get to the calling card, okay? This is this is some shit right here, okay? You ready? So the moon came out? The moon came out, yeah. That I just, that's what I said. The moon came out. Um That was obvious they I, see they see in the distance, it looks like castle ruins. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're not ripping on Elvis hard enough, so I'll do it for you. Um He got so lucky that I not completely ripping him here. Because first he go, he asked for more light. So obviously, Attack on Titan immediately light appeared via the moon, and he says, w- "What is that?" And I was getting ready to say, "Um, the moon," <laughs> <laughs> but he, it is the fence. He was talking about the castle. Okay, he was talking about the castle. He's talking about the castle. So. They were riding around in the dark, though. They had some fire on some sticks. I don't really know what these are, but we get to the calling card, and this is where shit gets interesting. Did you just forget the word torch? Well, this is where it gets interesting, this calling card right here. We've got this calling card. Let me read it out loud real quick. Torches. (laughs) I completely stepped on your joke. My (laughs) bad. I didn't realize that the calling card was actually torches. Because when I see him, I just let you take care of him when it's your episode. Uh, if you want to restart that whole thing, you can do it. No, we're keeping this in. <laughs> we'll do it, and I'll do the, uh, I'll do a classic edit to this at the end of the episode for the people to stay tuned. Okay. Well, what what am I redoing now? Just redo your torch joke. <laughs> Without me going, hey, did you forget the word torch? Alright. So the. (laughs) He played it off so good. You like fire with it on a stick. Alright, so. The moonlight comes out, they see the castle ruins. You know, it's already been dark. So, obviously, it's been dark. They've had these sticks with fire attached to the yeah, end it's of like, it. Yeah, it's like yeah. fire on top of sticks. Fire on top of sticks. I don't know we what these a, things are. Whatever, and that's when we get to the calling card, and this is where shit just gets interesting. So we get to the calling card, and let me just read this out loud and clear for everybody to hear. Yeah, I learned a lot here. Okay, let's see. Torches. Okay. Keep going. All right, so after that calling card, we... Uh, They then settle at the castle for the night. What what are the torches? (laughs) That was it. Torches. (laughs) It was torches. All right. Flames with (laughs) sticks. Flames with sticks. Torches. The more you know. So, after that lovely calling card. Seems like they're running out of ideas. (laughs) It kind of seems like it because the calling card also lasted for .5 seconds. But they then decide to settle in the castle for the night. They're calling it quits. You know, they had an 11, 11 hour ride. Um, and then that's when we finally get some Levi action in this episode. So we go over to Levi and, and the crew. They're still with Mr. Wallman. And Hanji is still holding the damn ice rock. Just staring at it. Levi then calls her four eyes. And asks her what she's staring at. Which I, I love when Levi just makes fun of people. And she tells them that it's a part fragment that uh, was left behind from Annie, and she believes it could possibly be what is made. What has made the walls, and um, that the the entire wall was well, not the entire. I guess there's multiple walls. The entire wall thing has been made from Annie's <laughs> plastic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you nailed that. <laughs> I'm sorry. To- the notes <laughs> are so bad right here, it's unbelievable. <laughs> How much do you get paid for episode? That was really well done. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. These notes are so bad. It's like a it's like I wrote it left handed. <laughs> hey On were drugs. you a valedictorian? <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> anyway, Hanji says that she believes all of the walls are made from the same fragment. Not the fragment she's holding, but the same material. I like the first one better. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she then says, if Her- if Aaron can harness his power, they could seal the wall. Well, hey, Aaron doesn't even know how to turn into a tight besides biting his hand. Oh yeah, I got something for Aaron. I mean, this is the part, right, where Hanji and Armin talk about sealing this hole like this for a good, what felt like 15 minutes, and then Armin finally goes, you know... It all depends on whether or not Aaron can seal this hole. And Aaron, <laughs> he says that they've been talking about it the whole time, and Aaron goes, huh, uh, oh. huh? "Like, he was listening to the entire conversation. He just now realized that it involved him." He's like, "Oh, you, you want, you want me to do it?" <laughs> it's just funny too because Aaron doesn't even—he's barely been able to even transform, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna just." instantly just use this hardening ability well, what's the count out he's at a good like 2.5 2. Yeah. right and they're already counting on him to seal the wall or wait no he's at 3.56 now right because he fought Oh well, yeah because he woods. fought annie in the annie in the woods and then annie in the in wall cena so I, I guess yeah he's at 3.5 so we're, we're gonna keep counting okay we're gonna keep count we're throughout count. this whole podcast but anyways, Armin's brain though, I love how his brain just goes beep up, beep, beep, beep up, beep. And he then starts suggesting to carry out a plan at night because the Titans can't really move around, which I don't know how he's the first one to mention this and how they haven't thought of this before. but by the way, I think this scene would have been so much better if they're all just having this entire deep conversation and then out of nowhere you hear snoring and we turn and Levi's just sleeping in the corner. That would have made it very good. And I'm sure that's what he kind of was doing. He just didn't include the snoring. But, uh, oh, yeah, I do love, though, when Levi's like, when Aaron, when you said Aaron goes, huh, what, me, huh, Levi, <laughs> me, Levi's then like, nah, he's like, it's not a matter if if he'll do it, it's you have to do it. Yeah, this is Levi's move with Aaron, because he knows that Aaron will look for any excuse to Act like he doesn't know how to... Or I don't even know what to say there. But Levi likes telling him, like, you're figuring this out. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, bud, you're figuring this out. I know you've done it 3.5 times, but you're figuring this shit out. Aaron says yes, and then he's like, this would be perfect for us to get to the basement. So the basement is finally mentioned again. Um, I feel like that might be important in the future. I don't know. We'll wait and see. We're probably getting to it, like, next couple episodes. Yeah, we'll be there in an episode or two. Our boy Pastor Nick, just kidding, he's not our boy. We hate this guy. Kick rocks. He, we go over to a scene with him and Levi, and Pastor Nick finally sees a bunch of people fleeing, and it looks awful. It looks like, you know, what you would see after a a devastating, like, hurricane or something, people just fleeing a scene. He's like, wow, these people look horrified. Yeah, they look horrified. They're not getting really any food. They're all huddled together. Um, Little kids are crying. Like, just a terrible scene to see. But, yeah, he looks terrified, and Levi basically knocks a little sense into him. But Haji and Aaron, you know, they're they're talking to each other, too, and... (coughs) (laughs) What in the hell does this say? Hanji and Aaron get... That's a great setup. Rage. I know they're talking to each other. Okay, sorry. Hanji, Hanji and Aaron, they get ready to head out. Hanji's hyping him up. You know, Wait, are like, they talking to each other? They're talking to each other, Okay, yeah. all right. Just wanted to clarify. And uh, if I was Aaron, I'd, I'd try to pull a move on Hanji. But Hanji... It's the glasses. No, it's not. It's just her, herself. Glass. Her heart. It's her uh, soul and spirit. But Hanji then tries to uh, talk to Mr. Wallman. Um, and she's like, yo, spill the fucking beans, bro. Um, <laughs> but he decides to obey the walls. Shocker. And he says he can't give them any information whatsoever. But he can give them one name of someone who joined the 104th. And they, he thinks he, they know who she is. And everyone goes, oh. and then Sasha walks in and everyone, and I'm going, oh, wow, who could be the chosen one? Is it the dirty potato girl from the hunting village or is it the beautiful blonde who had a whole lot of character development in this episode? It's anyone's guess. So it ends up being Potato Girl. Oh, right. wait, Nah, she just walks in and she's got some important document apparently for uh, Hanji to see, and and no one gives a shit about her because it's Potato Girl, but uh, they kind of just dismiss that, and Armin then says, when when that guy says that, they don't give us the name, but Hanji asks if Aaron and Armin know who that is, and Armin's like, yeah, she's cute. Hey, back off, Armin. And Aaron's like, she has gold hair, but, so, so after they talk about that, they're like, let's head to the castle. Why do they head to the castle again? Because I do not have that in my notes. Well, uh, they head to the castle because, you know, when you see a castle and you don't have anywhere to sleep in the immediate vicinity, you just, you know. Oh, is is it because Hanji knew of that place existing and she's like, we can stop there on the way and rest? Is that Was that why they're heading there? Sure. Okay. Reiner, we go back to Reiner and... Can't help but feel like these notes are really tailing off near the end. (laughs) Alright, whatever, dude. Not to mention that the fact that you drove an hour and a half to get to my place and then you had to write your notes down or type your notes down because you didn't have them typed out. Whatever. We were supposed to do three episodes. (laughs) Whatever, dude. We go over to Reiner and he's giving Ymir um, this crazy look and saying... What is the meaning of this? This is kind of a quick flash scene. Do you do you notice how quick this one is? Really quick. <laughs> do you know what scene I'm talking about though? It's Ryan It's like kind of out of nowhere. It's oh yeah 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 yeah. They sh- they show it and it's like all he Reiner's giving this crazy ass look to Yamir yeah. and she gives him a crazy look back and you're like what the hell is going on because they right. didn't show any of it. Um and then it just goes away from it and right as they say that titans appear at the castle so. You know, we've got Naniba, Elvis, and all of them. They're like, there's titans here. we got to fight them. Yeah, what a cliffhanger. Going back slightly, when Hanji, you know, decides that we're going to the castle, Levi tells Mikasa, you know, he doesn't understand why she cares about Eren so much, but protect him at all costs. All while Eren is just standing right, basically, in between the two of them. And he's just like, he's clearly got his feelings hurt. What do you mean? I can take well, care of myself. Well, that's not technically going back. That's right after this scene that I just talked oh about. Oh my but, gosh! Ronnie. But that was perfect because that al- that lined up perfect for what I was about to say. Yes, Levi does say that, and it's awesome because yeah, Mikasa sucks. Get off Aaron's nuts, dude. Anyways, I'm so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you should be embarrassed. So, they start to head to the castle, though, right after Levi says that. Awesome, great sentence. Thank you for pointing that out, Ronnie. The rookies are still without gear, though, which is just funny because everyone else has gear but them. And the Titans start to attack them. We then see the Beast cl- Titan climb the wall, and we're like, oh, not this guy again. So there's Titans and the Beast Titan. We're like, this guy's got to be pulling some foolishness for this guy." see his nice six-pack? Yeah, he's got like a beer belly but with a six pack yeah what is going on there that's the kind of lifestyle i'm trying to live and then that's when we have levi talking to hanji and aaron and he's like listen don't let rage take over we've gotta you know you gotta calm down don't let emotions take over and let's settle this once and for all boom in an episode yeah like i said Like I said, uh, five minutes too early. What a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get to what you got. I was just going to say, it's crazy when, I guess at the end, you know, we see the Titans or whatever at night. They talk about the Titans not being able to move and you're like, what's going on here? Right. And then you see the the Beast Titan back at it again. Yep. And we know with him, he semi-looked like he was at least either commanding these Titans to do stuff in the first episode of this season or... He had a little control over him. We don't really know. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it. It's one of those things that I'm not even, like, the show, to me, isn't even trying to hide it. The characters are confused because they're like, well, these things don't really move in the night. What's going on? But when we're watching it, I feel like it's pretty obvious. You know, this Beast Titan changes the whole thing. He's basically, you know, they're moving in the night because he's there. Yeah. Basically directing them. Cool episode you ready to get to the feedback we've got oh yeah let's get to it we heard back from our uh, our friend Raphael. okay and you know if we were better podcast hosts we would have been all over this and so now it's like coming in a weird time episode three but this is why we've got uh, our listeners to back us up he wanted to know what our top five characters from season one alone are okay Uh, I know I didn't preface you with this, so I'll let you kind of think for a second as I go through mine. Yeah, you go through yours first. So I'm going to go number five. I should have wrote this down. Number five. I had this figured out earlier, and now I'm kind of blanking. Number five. Spit it (laughs) 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 out. Number five. do I want to make my number five? I had this figured. Coming in at number five, I've got. (laughs) 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 Number five, I'm going The Wizard. Eld Jin. Okay, I respect that. Like to start my list off a little different than everyone else probably has their list. Number four, Levi. Okay. Number three, I'm gonna go. (laughs) (laughs) What just happened? Figure it (laughs) out. Write it down. (laughs) <laughs> Just give me, give me your number 5 the number, Okay I'm gonna go on with mine. <laughs> give it to me Alright so my top Chaz's top 5 characters Of season 1 Number 5 I'm gonna start off with Reiner I like Reiner cause he's kind of a big brother You know to everyone else um, Good pick good pick I respect him I respect him Number 4 jean good answer good answer (laughs) i like jean a lot because i feel like he's just changed a lot since the the first half of season one marco really changed him he seems to be coming around you know he's a cool dude number three armin good answer good answer. I, i won't lie i hated armin episode five when he when he just lets aaron get chomped on like what are you doing bro yeah um, and he just sits there and doesn't move, and then he lets Santa Claus he, like put him in his mouth. Like, what are you doing, bro? But he turns around. His big brain is always churning. He's always saying the right thing. Number two, I'm going to have to go with Commander Irwin. Commander Irwin. Commander Irwin. I will say, the first time I saw season one, I thought he was a mystery man. I thought he might even be a little corrupt. Like, well, yeah, he might be a little corrupt, but... I thought that he might actually be a bad guy, um, as mysterious as he was. But turns out, as we see at the end of season one, he had it planned all along to capture the female Titan. So I respect that. Number one, a Levi Ackerman. Nice, nice. I just love seeing Levi do the spinny, spinnerini oh, three thousand. So He's got so many great lines on Annie. He's got great lines and. I see myself as Levi in real life. All right, and we're going to just skip on by that. And sorry that I had that traumatic brain injury earlier. Here's my top five. A recap. Number five was. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to say this too. This is an honorable mention. I like her so much. I'm so attracted to her that I didn't even put her on my top list. Hanji. It's the glasses. Number five, in all seriousness, was Eld Jin. Number four was Levi. Number three is where I have Jean. Okay. And number two, Armin. I'm with you. First few, six, it's up for debate. First few episodes, he was the worst. It would also be a cool debate to decide where he did, in my opinion, such a quick 180, where he started to get his shit together, he knew his role, and he's just been nailing it ever since. Mm -hmm. And then, um, number one, I gotta go Erwin, and just so we can have as many lists as we want, and he came up with a question, I asked Raphael for his top five, he's got five, and I think we're both gonna love this answer. Let's hear it. Pixis. Oh, Pixis! how did I forget about my boy, left him out of your top five, but Raphael got him in there. Number four, Armin. Number three, annie oh, good, that's a good good pick. choice good choice number two erwin and number one he's got sean Let, like, let's talk about how strong of the characters are in this first season it's really good yeah it's hard that's why i had a brain fart because i didn't know how i wanted to listen to them jeez i just hearing all these names again i could change mine around at any moment but that's I know. i'm sticking with mine um but yeah i i respect Raphael's choices I gave my little uh, learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad earlier, and people were probably confused by that because we didn't explain the segment. If you want to explain the segment real quick, and if you have one, yeah, sure. please give them one. Okay, so basically in this segment, um, you learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chad. All right. Thanks for clearing that up. You got one? Uh, Sure. Let me, Uh, I don't really have one off the top of my head, but if I'd you know turn my brain a little bit i'll talk about should i talk about disney a disney experience yeah give me a disney experience oh wow i no, a disney experience you're gonna talk about <laughs> so your brother your brother's name old Trav, travis travis all right your little brother travis we're about to go on the great american movie ride is that what it was called i think I think that's what it was called the american movie ride um the least scary ride in all of Disney World. <laughs> well, hold up now. Hold up now. It's pretty spooky. Anyways, uh, your boy Chad and and Ronnie, we're all we're all pumped up for this ride, even yeah. though it is the most boring ride ever. You hey, gotta, I like... This. You gotta be 50 years old to enjoy this ride. If you haven't had the pleasure of going to Disney World, and now they've taken it out... Um, Probably because it was from the 1930s Uh, Basically the queue for the line Is in like this big theater room And they're playing clips from movies And they were like black and white movies And stuff like that And then there were some you know Not even horror movies But maybe some little kind of scary movies going on And continue I'll continue but Travis we had convinced Travis It was such a scary ride (laughs) that he ended up throwing up in Ronnie's dad's hands right when we were getting on the boat for the ride. Yeah, we got on the boat. (laughs) We started moving. Uh, Luckily, it was a back row situation. Old Trav got a little uh, stomach bug. And my dad, not his best play. I see what he was attempting to do. Tried to catch it in his hands and just rode the ride with... (laughs) throw his hands um, also a little bit of confession from Ronnie I was uh, seduced by peer pressure from Chaz I was also horrified but I did not puke in anyone's hands <laughs> you did not so you technically weren't horrified but yeah that's a, learning a little bit about me and uh, Ronnie here alright well that concludes that segment that concludes this episode let us know what you're liking and what you're not liking about the hey, podcast before we end it too after every season, or even at a halfway point, we can do halfway points too. Halfway point and full way points of each season, we'll name our top five characters. And when we don't remember to do that, please email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. And we'll, um, we'll do what we always do and swoop in and save ourselves just at a random episode three. Uh, but once again, thanks for listening. I've been Ronnie. And I've been Chatty. And he just... His, blah, 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 peace! Peace.